This is the Law for Community Workers Spotlight On, the shortcut series podcast for community and health workers produced by Legal Aid New South Wales. My name is Pauline and I'm from the Community Legal Education Branch here in Legal Aid and we would like to acknowledge that our podcast is recorded on Aboriginal land, pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations listeners joining us today. Always was, always will be. Today our guest is Jane and we're shining the spotlight on the Shopfront Youth Legal Centre. Welcome to the podcast, Jane. Hi, Pauline. Thanks for having me. So can you just tell us what you like most about your role? I love working with young people, which I get to do every day, mostly representing young adults or sometimes um, under-18s in court. I guess I like being able to help find practical solutions to legal problems. And I love all the colleagues I work with as well, not just within the shop front, but also at legal aid, community legal centres, Aboriginal legal service, the private profession. It's great that you get to workshop with a lot of different services instead of just the same. Yes, it is. And I should say not just other legal services, but we work really closely with other youth services as well. And that's how we get most of our clients from referrals from a whole bunch of different types of services. That's great. So Jane, what service does the Shopfront provide and what is a typical matter for your office or team? Okay, so the Shopfront Youth Legal Centre is a legal service aimed at young people who are homeless or have experienced homelessness or have complex needs. We work with young people aged 25 and under, mostly in the Sydney metro area but sometimes outside. We are a very small team of mostly lawyers, also we have a social worker and some support staff, also a lot of fantastic students, law students and social work students on placement with us. What we try to do is fill some gaps where Mm. other services might not quite reach. Sometimes that's because legal aid, their policies don't quite extend to a particular kind of case or a young person might have just got a job for the first time in their life and they don't have a huge income, but Mm -hmm. it puts them just outside of legal aid's means test. Sometimes it could be a young person with really complex needs who has quite a few different legal matters and they really need the same lawyer to follow them around Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. keep things um, coordinated, perhaps. So, uh, So that's the kind of client group we're aiming at. A typical matter or a typical client might be, say, uh, an 18-year-old who has been in care as a child, so their own birth family hasn't been able to care for them for whatever reason. They might have been through a series of foster placements, maybe group homes, Mm -hmm. experienced homelessness. And, And I have to say, that's certainly not the experience of all children in care. There's a lot of young people who go through quite successful care placements and they're usually the ones we don't see. But there is unfortunately quite a large group of young people in care who don't do well, uh, who who get criminalised unfortunately. They've had a lot of matters in the children's court and by the time, often they'll come to us, sometimes when they're still under 18, but often once they're over 18, now that they're in an adult system, there are maybe less um, wraparound services for them when they're over 18, typically they might have a criminal case where they're charged with an offence and they have to go to the local court or sometimes maybe district court or whatever for a more serious charge like an armed robbery. 
They also might have victims' compensation claims to make Mm -hmm. from um, physical or sexual abuse that's happened to them throughout their lives. They also probably have a few thousand dollars worth of fines. Sometimes not because sometimes they're caseworkers at the Department of Communities and Justice or whatever out-of-home care agency is working with them might have helped them to sort those things out. Sometimes we get referrals from those out-of-home care agencies when the young person turns 18 and they're trying to tie up a few loose ends. So they'll have fines, they'll have debts, they'll have criminal matters as both a victim and an, an offender or an alleged offender. Some of them may have a child of their own or they may be pregnant expecting a child. So legal issues involved with being a young parent. Fortunately or unfortunately, some of these clients remain clients of our service for several years okay. because their legal problems are not always easy to sort out. Yeah, yeah. They will be particularly... Well, years in the making. Yeah, that's right. And, and they've got really complex trauma. A yeah, lot of them have yeah. really serious mental health issues. Some may have cognitive impairments, mm. so an intellectual disability, an acquired so brain injury. Yeah. And uh, they also may be targeted by the police because of who they are or what they look like or where they're living or not living in the Mm -hmm. case of people who are homeless. And uh, we'll find that they're constantly bouncing back to court for one reason or another. They may be trying to rebuild family relationships in a way that doesn't really work out for them. And so then their mum might take out an AVO against them or there might be an argument and someone calls the police and the police take out an AVO on behalf of a family member. So we see that a lot too. Adding in traffic offences into the mix as well. Young people trying to get their L's, trying to get their P's, not having parents who can do the driving lessons with them or not having anyone who could afford to pay for driving lessons. Often there's a real temptation to drive without a licence or as a learner without a fully licensed driver yeah. in the passenger seat and then that leads to all sorts of things like license suspensions fines yeah, more yeah. suspensions disqualifications so we also I should add we also do give quite a lot of advice to young people who might not be homeless marginalized in the mm. same way as yeah. that sort of typical client but who do have problems with fines traffic issues licensing issues and often with they they might be Students might still be at high school or they might be at TAFE or uni or something. They might be working. They might be not employed at all or not studying and on on Centrelink benefits. But all of them are young people who are on low incomes. They don't have much access to legal advice and support. So we'll often give them a quick bit of advice about how to deal with fines, how to do a licence suspension appeal, how it all works. So we're getting quite a lot of those kind of calls as well. That's excellent. So you spoke a bit about your target clients, but are there other, and and the age range being 25 and under, are there any other eligibilities for the shopfront? It's really, well, it's really 25 and under, homeless or disadvantaged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're the main criteria, but we can be a little bit blurry around the edges. I suppose we should say if a young person wants or needs us to actually appear for them in court or do something that involves face-to-face contact, they would really have to be in the Sydney metro area or possibly at a stretch central coast sort of Illawarra type area, Mm -hmm. um, Blue Mountains maybe, but we wouldn't generally be able to go further than that. I have been to towns like 
Griffith, Bathurst, Orange, mm. a, a few regional towns for hearings, but that's typically with young people who are already clients of the shopfront. Yeah, and it's and just been moved. Yeah, yeah, find themselves out in the country, mm. not eligible for legal aid for one reason or another, and yep. we've sort of followed them. But that, that would be pretty unusual. Okay, okay. And so what would be the best way then for community workers to make a referral to the shopfront? And from what you've said, I'm thinking that young people self-refer quite a lot. Yeah, they do. A lot of young people are now getting our number from um, Law Access when when they call Law Access or they're just Googling and they're finding us online and they're just calling us directly and and that's fine. But if a young person does have a caseworker involved, particularly if they are homeless, if they've got complex needs, mental health issues or whatever, we really love to get a referral from the caseworker. Obviously, we will need to speak to the young person. They are our client. We will get instructions directly from them. But it really helps if we can have a worker making a referral because they can often give us a lot of background information. Mm. They can explain to us a little bit more about their role, how much support they're able to give to the young person. Yeah, it provides a more integrated service delivery too. it does. But obviously, there may be young people who don't really want to share particular information with 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 a worker and even if a worker refers a client that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to discuss every aspect of the client's case with their caseworker we have to be careful about consent so if a if a worker from a community service wants to refer a client the easiest way is to pick up the phone during business hours which are broadly nine to five thirty zero two nine three double two four eight zero eight and just give us a call you probably will have a one of our volunteer law students answer the phone or maybe one of our legal assistants um, or maybe one of our lawyers, just depending yeah. on who happens to yeah. pick up the phone. And we'll ask you a whole bunch of questions about the young person and also about the legal situation. Don't be worried if you don't know all the answers. We just want you to provide as much information as you possibly can. You don't have to have the young person with you. If you have mm-hmm. them with you at the time, that's great. If you don't, just obviously, as long as you've got the young person's consent, sometimes you might not have the young person's consent. You might just be trying to suss out whether we can deal with certain types of matters. If you try to just suss things out, maybe it it could be a good idea to send us an email at shopfront at theshopfront.org or possibly even try to contact me or one of the senior solicitors directly. But... Yeah, if, you, if you're wanting to refer a client, make a call. You can also send an email and particularly if you've got a whole lot of court documents to attach or if you're a shift worker at a like a refuge or a group home or something like that and you've got a bit of spare time in the evening while the kids <laughs> are hopefully in bed or they're eating pizza or whatever, um, you, you, you know, it might suit you better to, to send us an email. We don't actually have a referral form but... If you look at our website, it gives you a few guidelines about the kind of things we want to know. Excellent. And if we need further info, we'll, you know, we'll reply to you, we'll, we'll give you a call or whatever. Wonderful. So does the Shopfront actually present any training sessions for services? Yeah, we do. We, we can. Generally, we do them on request. Mm-hmm. We haven't got any regular training or webinars or whatever that we put on. I think that's only because we're really busy and mm. we don't um, 
find the time to do that or we're not okay. well organised enough maybe. But, yeah, we will provide training on like request. So we can deliver workshops to groups of young people yeah. a- about various legal issues. Typically the kind of things that we're asked about is, is policing, police powers. Yeah. Sometimes, though, we might present training about civil law issues like, okay. you know, debts and how old do I have to be to live independently and um, those kinds of things. We also run workshops or training sessions for workers from youth services and that can, the format can be really different depending on what the need is. It could be quite a structured workshop running for half a day or whatever. It could be just an informal chat at a staff meeting. Again, policing issues are often very popular and it's often youth workers wanting to know how much they can intervene if yeah. in a situation between the police and a, and a young person without themselves getting arrested. You know, can they record, can they film those mm, interactions? Mm. What happens if the police turn up at the youth service demanding to come in and search the place or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Confidentiality type issues, particularly if a young person tells them about a crime they may have committed or they yep. receive information, what do they have to disclose? Yeah. What can they keep confidential? Issues around victims' compensation and supporting victims through legal processes, that's also a popular topic. Okay. Um, fines, mm-hmm. can be a whole range of things. Excellent. So to request that, services can just drop you an email? Yeah, email's the best. Excellent. Um, I think I said the email address, shopfront at theshopfront.org. Lovely. As always, we will have everything in the show notes for listeners, so it'll all be available. So, Jane, you've referenced the website a few times now. Is that where people can keep up to date with everything in the shopfront? Yeah, pretty much. We don't actually have any active social media accounts at the moment. Again, I think that's just due to us having a very small team and Mm -hmm. lacking the time to keep things updated. So, we currently, it's just our website, which is um, www.theshopfront.org. I should also add that our website looks like it's going to be down for maintenance sometime around Easter this year. So that would be around early April. Okay. Um, hopefully only for a few days. If anyone tries to email us during that period, they might also get a bounce. Don't worry. If that happens, it's just website maintenance and we're hoping to time it to coincide with the Easter long weekend when hopefully not too many people okay. will, will be trying to to email us. Okay, that's good. Um, so it'll be back better than ever. I hope and so. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. Okay, so that brings us to the last question. As always, Jane, what's the one thing you would like young people who might need some legal support to actually know? Well, you know the saying, the best things in life are free. I think that applies when it comes to legal services for under 18s especially. Mm-hmm. Legal Aid provides an excellent service for young people appearing in the children's court on criminal matters. They also have a children's civil law service, which also works with some of the same young people on civil law issues. The ALS also has a very strong presence in the children's court and very high quality lawyers in my view. There are also quite a few community legal centres around New South Wales who are working with young people. Of course, trying to be modest as well, but not too modest, I I would say the shop front too. So there are quite a few free legal services that do work with young people. So please don't hesitate to contact us. We might be busy. We might not be able to 
put you through to a lawyer straight away, but certainly at the shop front, we'll always try to respond or refer you to someone. Lawyers are not maybe as scary as we look or we sound. We really (laughs) want to work with you and help you to sort out your problems. Excellent. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So that was our guest, Jane, from the Shopfront Youth Legal Service. Thank you again for joining us. Pleasure, Pauline. Thank you for having me. And don't forget, you can get all the information on the Shopfront on their website. All the links will be in the show notes. This has been Law for Community Workers Spotlight On and our guest Jane from the Shopfront Youth Legal Centre. Thank you for listening and goodbye everyone.